Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me, your host, Sheldon with Life Notes, where we talk about ways to get you off of the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best self. I hope you're having a great afternoon wherever you are and that you're filled with some degree of hope and rejuvenation and energy and excitement for the future that lies ahead that is as bright as our faith, whatever that may be. And I recognize that's kind of a wave. Sometimes it's higher than others, but we have to work to keep that faith and belief and that hope rising generally in the general direction of getting higher and brighter should be our goal, I believe, and it's hard sometimes in the world that we live in where we can feel tossed about by the waves and the tempest. Um, We don't need to look very far into the news or the media or accounts, personal accounts of people who are really struggling and facing immense challenges. And it's something that may help us is to realize that this is normal, that across the span of history... It's always been something of a dog-eat-dog society in history. There's always been challenges. There's been tremendous wars and and floods and famines and things that have happened in the past and that will continue to happen currently and in the future. And despite all of those problems and all of those challenges and all of those immense obstacles that humanity and society have faced somewhere along the way, there's been so much more beauty than trial, so much more beauty than evil, so much more beauty than the other side. I believe, I believe my life has had more beauty and more good things in it than bad. I believe that throughout the course of a day, more is generally good than challenging, but there are challenges that come. There's storms we face, and some are of greater proportion. Some are tornadoes, some are tsunamis that sweep us over and cause us to hopefully not lose our faith, but perhaps reassess our trajectory and reassess our objective. And, you know, I was thinking today, many of us in life right now seem as though we are working in a McDonald's. And if you've ever seen inside a McDonald's or paid attention behind the register, it's a very systemized uh, facility. And it's an impressive one. And it's known to be one of the best in the world. And while you may think, how is McDonald's one of the best systems in the world if their processed food is some of the worst, uh, which some of us may agree, at least nutritionally, you know, in a bout of depression or not feeling good about yourself, sometimes a Big Mac with fries can be rather therapeutic. And can that saltiness can taste good, although not good for us. But you may not think, you know, when you consider the amazing restaurants and things that are in the United States, all over the world, that McDonald's would have one of the most well-respected and admired systems, but they do. And that's what makes them great, is being able to do that thing over and over and over systematically in any market and expel the same product. Although we may not consider it to be a wonderful product, it's a consistent product. But inside that amazing system, there are people who are tasked with things, and they have to do it fast, and they have to do it the same. And I think it's something of a stressful environment. It could be a fun one at times. It could be really good for people with ADD to be able to have to focus on one thing. Maybe I could use that some. But I've watched people today 
And so many of us are operating as though we're in a McDonald's, as though we're in the situation where we're given jobs and tasks and assignments, and we have to do this. And yes, there are things that we have to do, but I see so many people going throughout the day of just wondering where the day went and wondering if they've ever done anything productive, what they've done, coming out of the whirlwind of their work and their day-to-day routine thinking, where have I gone and what have I done? And so in thinking about this, I would like to ask you, dear listener, and myself, you know, are we operating our lives as though we're in the middle of a hot and sweltering McDonald's in the summertime, scrambling to make sure that we get our orders taken care of, scrambling to make sure that we get the right sauce in the right place, but are we in the middle of this assembly line in life? Is that where we are? And so many of us seem to have this approach to life. And so I would submit to you that this life, this incredible opportunity, this opportunity of this day and this time is something of a buffet. And, you know, when you go to McDonald's, there's different things you can order, but you're all pretty much getting the same thing. It's the same bun. It's a variation of the same meat, if it is, right? It's the same variation, just put together a different way. But when you go to a buffet, if you've ever been on a cruise ship or to a nice buffet, that's really fun because now you have different kinds of food, different types of food, different foods from different places, carefully prepared by chefs, well presented, sometimes even beautiful. And you get to grab a plate and you get to decide what you put on that plate. And so you do so carefully because there's so many options. Or you're like the person who pounds so much on there that you don't have any options because it's all become a mush. You know, you want it all right then. Some of us do that. But with a buffet approach, we get to decide what we put on our plate. Now, doesn't that sound wonderful in life to consider we get to decide what we put on our plate? And I'm talking theoretically. It's wonderful to decide what we put on our plate at a buffet. I'm one of my favorite things, and uh, I love food. I love to cook. But speaking about our theoretical plate, our hypothetical plate, our our plate of our life and our day-to-day tasks and responsibilities and commitments, do you feel right now that you have a McDonald's approach to that, or do you feel... And have you realized that life is a buffet? It is a buffet, and we get to decide what we put on our plate. Now, there's some things that are handed to us, right? Like like in the cafeteria line that are just plopped on there. Let's face it, friends. Health, challenges, cancer, accidents, foreclosures. Some of these things happen. Some of these things and downturns happen, and they're guaranteed to happen. And you know that you're going to have challenges in life. If you go out into the ocean and you want to go ride the waves, you can't expect every day to be the perfect wave. You can't expect to never see a shark. You can't expect to never have a tumble and have an accident, possibly break something or spraying something. It'd be very unrealistic to expect that, especially in something as vast and unpredictable as the ocean in which I almost died on one occasion. Story for another day. But yet, sometimes we go out into this ocean of life, we go out into the waves and expect there to always be waves, always be predictable, and to be always able to ride them on the top and enjoy them and have it be a wonderful, fruitful, delightful experience. And when it's not 
we're disappointed and we think something is wrong with our ocean or our surfboard or even worse, something's wrong with us. But so often the time isn't about the elements or what's been plopped on our plate, but it's what we have chosen to put on our plate. And so many of us are continually running down this path of choosing more debt, of choosing more overcommitment, or choosing more responsibility, or choosing more dealing with other people's issues, or letting them take advantage of us, or letting them steal the stage in this drama of our life where it becomes all about them and we've come all ensued and, and arranged around this center stage of these people who like parasites, want to take all of our time and energy if we allow them to. But in almost every situation, you have the remarkable ability to decide what you're going to put on that plate of your life, what you're going to add to that dinner that you create. And that's the beauty of a buffet is that you get to create the plate, you get to put what's on there. And so many of these things have been prepared in this beautiful world in which we live. We don't have to plant and harvest. We don't have to tan leather to make our clothes. So many of the things are out there for us. And we have to decide what we're going to partake of, what we're going to put on our plate. So I want to challenge you to consider what things you've put on your plate that don't need to be there. Now, I'm not saying that we'd be brazen and not consider the needs of others and not consider, you know, some of the things that we need to do in civic society to be productive and to contribute. I'm not saying abandon those duties of father and mother and civic duties, but I'm saying which ones have we said yes to that maybe we shouldn't have? Or which ones are causing us stress and grief that may not need to? Which assignments have we taken? Which Things have we added to our to-do list? Which things have we added on our schedule? Now, some of these things we can't just take off our plate immediately, but with planning and careful procedure and effort and education, and by education, I don't mean necessarily going back to college and getting a degree or going back and picking up on a degree you started, but an education, the greatest educational vehicle, as Zig Ziglar has told us, is in your car. When you're driving, you spend so much time commuting in your car, particularly in large cities, but quite here in New Mexico, we do as well. There's lots of driving. If you don't have a car, you're at a tremendous advantage in this area because you have to drive to get places, especially if you live in a rural community. And if you're driving, what are you doing during that time? And Zig Ziglar suggested that that is one of the greatest educational vehicles is actually your very own vehicle. Because you can take time to listen to things. And he always had educational tapes, educational seminars, educational things that he was listening to. And we have so much time in our life wasted, although thinking and pondering and meditating is never a waste, but the downtime where we allow anything to come into our mind and everything to come into our mind at once. And sometimes those things that scare us and worry us that are so unrealistic that occupy the stage of our mind for lengthy periods of times that need to be shut out, cast out, set aside. So let's start putting some of those things into our mind that can enrich us and that can enlighten us and that can help us grow and that can help us get to that situation that we need to get to get some of those things off of our plate and get some of the things that we really want on our plate. 
And I've done that, you know, I've gone to a buffet and filled up with the macaroni salad so much that when I get to the, you know, prime rib or something that intrigues me or this chicken dish or uh, something that I really want, I'm like, I don't have room for this. Man, why did I waste so much plate space on the macaroni salad, which is something I can make or buy that would probably be just as good at our local Walmart. And what kind of macaroni salad kind of ridiculousness are we putting on our plate so much that we can't put the things that we really want there, that we can't put the things that really need to be there, that we can't put the things that, if put there, will enlighten and liberate us, that will educate us, that will help us, that will lead us to setting the table in life for what we want it to be. So I would submit that there are those two approaches as we go through life and We really have to decide, folks, what we want it to be. Are we going to be our lives like an assembly line where we're stressed and where we're constantly moving and we're at the whim of what has to be done and who orders? And to some degree, we are to that to some degree, but some of us go overboard on that. We forget that this buffet of life is before us. So don't put so much on your plate that you don't have room for those things that you really want. And if you haven't taken time to find out what you really want and desire, you're going to be putting all kinds of things on your plate that are going to run into each other, sauces that are going to mix and not taste good. No thought put on it. I mean, we can take the buffet of life approach and ruin it by not having thoughtful preparation, by not considering what we put and where and and what we do. So if life is this glorious buffet, let's all take some time to consider what we want on our plate, what we may want to remove from our plate, what we need on our plate, and what we need to remove from our plate. Recently on a flight, I listened to an incredible book, and I'd purchased this book because I'd heard good things about it before. I'd purchased it, and I began actually reading it on a flight and and didn't finish it. And I'm sad that I didn't because it was an incredible read, and it really... um, It really was life-changing. I want to listen to it every day for the next few months, I think, because it was so uh, enlightening. And it's called The Four Agreements. It's The Four Agreements written by Don Miguel Ruiz. Ruiz. And uh, it's it's an incredible thing. He based it on Tolteca uh, uh, kind of ritual and and things. and, and, and And it's just fascinating. But he says there's four agreements that can get you through life. And, and make your life impeccably better than it is and more peaceful and, and more sane. And after reading and listening to this and listening to it various times, some, some chapters, you know, three or four times already in the past week, friends, I am convinced that this information is, is like some kind of hidden treasure that I found that is just out there that, you know, if we'll go out and dig up a little dirt, we can find some of these treasures. But this one has been just magnificent for me. And and the four agreements that he says are to be impeccable with your word, to be impeccable with your word, to prepare your words, to think about your word, to be honest with your word, and to share with people what you feel. So many of our problems, so many of the conglomerate, accident-ridden, stress, chaos-filled plates that we have in life are because we don't take the time to communicate effectively 
we don't take the time to communicate with our loved ones and with those we work around and are constantly with what our real thoughts are. And friends, if you are in a marriage or a friendship or even a workplace and you haven't begun to truly express how you really feel and what you really think and what you really need, you're wasting so much time. You're wasting so much energy on hiding and pretending. And he submits that a healthy human being, we've covered ourselves by so many shoulds and so many domesticative rules and regulations that we become afraid to love and that a true healthy human, the true sign of healthy humanity is being willing to love without fear. And, and friends, so many of us live in this state of fear that someone is going to reveal us or know us. And it comes from trauma. It comes from the trauma of past, school experiences, home experiences. People have hurt people for many years, though so many times unwillingly and knowingly. And we put up these barriers to allowing ourselves to express ourselves, to be honest with others, and we limit our progress and our joy, and we limit our potential. And so be impeccable with our word. Be honest with our word and be thoughtful with the words that we use and not use our words to tear down or destroy. The second is a miraculous, although simple approach to life, but would eliminate so many of our problems in the upper digits of 80%, I would say, and perhaps for most of us, maybe in the mid to high 90 percentile range. And that is to don't take anything personally. Don't take anything personally. You know, sometimes... Well, all times, taking things personally is a pride thing. It it becomes all about us. What the person says we take personally as if they know our life, as if they designed their words to penetrate our ego and our soul. And we make it all about us. We make the stage all about us. Someone else is saying something. Someone else is doing something. And we assume it's about us and we take it personally. And sometimes we think we're being sensitive by doing that, but actually it's a very selfish endeavor because we take the stage, center stage, and we make this drama all about us and we take offense. So don't take anything personally. And imagine if you didn't take anything personally, anything personally that your husband ever said, anything personally that your wife ever did, anything personally that your kids said to you in a heated argument or that your employer overlooked And you think, well, that would be irresponsible. But would it? Is it more irresponsible to find offense with every little thing and live life upset with elevated blood pressure and risk of heart attack and a high chance and probability of extended misery? Which is more dangerous and which is more ridiculous? Now, the next is incredible as well. Don't make assumptions. Imagine what life would be if we didn't make assumptions, if we didn't assume. But if instead... We took an educational approach to our lives and our souls, and we found out. We took the time to find out. We assume that this person is being a jerk. We assume that this person is an evil person. We assume that this institution is corrupt. We assume so many things. And you know, many people have said the clever little quip about what assuming really is and what you do of yourself and others and how you view them. But... You miss out on so much when you assume. 
Again, it's one of those blockers to relationships and to progress. And it's one of those things that paralyzes us. And it paralyzes the progression and the integration and increasing quality of our relationships and and in life if we're not strengthening our relationships if we're not actively working to bring down the barriers to those we what are we doing what are we doing that's all it's about people are going to forget our occupation everything and and people are going to forget those relationships when they die and their next of kin forget who we are but that's what we take with us that's all we take with us That's what this life is about, is relationships. So let's find ways to stop destroying those through our assumptions and through our words and through taking things personally. And in the last step, the last four agreement, the fourth agreement, and there's so much other wisdom in here. There really is. Listen to the book. Please listen to The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. Don, please listen to the book. But the fourth agreement is to always do your best. And... He's very clear about not saying that, you know, if you don't do your best, you failed. But if you don't do your best, which we know you won't at times, we don't perform our best. And and our best, I love that he mercifully and gracefully added this. Our best is going to vary from time to time. Our best when we haven't had any sleep is going to be different from our best at optimal performance. Our best when we are stressed out, when we've gone through a traumatic experience, is going to be very different than we're at our optimal So do your best in any given situation. Do the best you can with what you have. And then doing your best is not to give up when you fail and not to give up when you mess up because you're going to. That's what life is about too, is messing up and learning and trying and growing and experiencing. So when you do, do your best to get back on the track. Do your best to get back on the rail. Do your best to get back in the program. And friends, do your best to remember and consider carefully that life is a glorious buffet prepared for us lovingly by nature and by God and by civilization itself. So many people have built the infrastructure that we enjoy. Someone built these highways long before us. Someone paved these roads. Someone bladed these roads first and they were dirt. Somebody laid the foundation of civilization in ancient Rome. Somebody built the pyramids. And we are beneficiaries of this that's been prepared for us by so many different entities and people. And so we need to carefully consider what we're going to put on our plate. So friends, I challenge you this week to be impeccable with your word. Try not to take anything personally and take some time And if you can actually do it in this week, remove a couple of things from your plate. And then, when you've removed some things carefully, put something on your plate that's going to give you and bring you joy. Put something on your plate that's going to inspire you. Put something in your plate that you love and that you want because you deserve this. You get one trip around on this magnificent spaceship of Earth And you deserve to make it the best that you can. And this is the way to do it, I'm convinced. Do we want to live in a McDonald's assembly line approach of stress and systems bearing down on us? Or do we want to take part in this glorious buffet? Take a look at your plates, folks. Fill them carefully. And until next week, 
I can't wait to hear how these things have gone for you. Let's make them the best we can, and I'll talk to you then. been listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.